Hola amigos, welcome to the first episode of the Puro Pinche Primos Podcast. I'm your primo Luis Velasquez. That's your other primo, Cristobal Costello. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. What's going on, Chris? How's it going? How's it going, brother? Oh, man, I'm so excited. Episode one. I'm going to do my best I to know, keep us I going. Know. You do your best to not get us canceled. We'll be all good. Uh, no promises. We may be canceled by one. I had a question, though. I had a question, and, and it kind of hit me right now as I called you Cristobal. Yes. Um. So, growing up. <laughs> yes. Don't you know, me and Chris are actually primos, okay? That's right. We grew up together. And uh, when I called you Cristobal right now, <laughs> it kind of gave me flashbacks. Yeah. I don't know you. about you. Yo, it gave me but flashbacks. But anytime, anytime we ever heard Cristobal from your mama. Yeah, no, that's no good. Whew, it was not good, yeah, bro. Yeah. It was not. I was scared. And she wasn't even yelling at yeah. me. Yeah, she she's got that effect. She that that word, the way she says it like that in Spanish. My mom don't ever speak oh. Spanish to me, but that word, it's like a bad yeah. word. Yeah. It's not like my name. It is that Cristo. <laughs> I mean, bro, my butthole would tug her so bad. Oh man, <laughs> fucked up. Like, oh my god, what is going on? Yeah. And she'd yell it, but I always felt like she yelled at me through you, <laughs> right? Like I'd be standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the side, and she would yell. And it would just ricochet yeah. to me, and I'm like, "Oh man!" Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. It, it would slice me up. It was the it was the kind of the the scary mode for. Uh, it's weird when your name sounds like a threat, like your own name. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So I'm gonna try not to call you Cristobal. You. I'm gonna call that. you Primo. Please, okay, please, please. Just because of that. So just give you, a, you a little background check. So me and Chris, we are primos, right? We uh, grew up. I mean, he was my number one sports fan. I was his number one sports Absolutely. fan growing up. Like, we watched everything growing up um, in the 90s. Like, we watched the Bulls together. We we became Spurs fan together. Yeah. We became Oiler fans together. Oh, those we are some Titan painful fans years. Together. Those Oiler years. Oh, but I love them. So I love them. I wouldn't trade Yes, yeah. So, as we grew up and life happened, I joined the Army. I moved around the country. Chris went on. To go to school in New York. The thing that always kept us together was always sports. Yep. We would always talk. And so what we Man. decided is to bring all that together and, and and put it pour it into a podcast. Yes, yes. Man, I, I remember when you brought this idea. I was like, the the first it's the first time in my life where I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? Why why are we just doing this now? So I'm excited, man. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Yeah, me too, yeah. me too. There's a lot of stuff going on in this country right now, right? We're not Very much. like it's crazy time right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Will Smith, because <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, what just Lay happened? Off my boy Will, man. Lay off my boy Will. Okay. Oh my he, god. So, if you have been <laughs> living under a rock. Okay, I don't see how there's anybody in this nah. world. Yeah, no, you have to be dead. Really, that doesn't know about the story of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock after Chris Rock told a horrible joke. Like it wasn't even funny. True, Jane true. Joke, yeah, it was, right? it was outdated and lazy. Right, right. It was it's crazy, and so Will Smith slaps Chris Rock and in front of world. Like, I don't know. Were you awake? I know you're on East Coast time. I missed the live version of it. So I didn't catch any of the shots that they did after, like before the edits. 
Um, but I had it recorded. So me, yeah. So me and my wife were watching it. Right, I was living back and forth between the the Oscars and uh, the Elite Eight, the Texas game. Um, they were playing. That was a close game. Yeah. So I was going back and forth, and and Chris Rock comes out. So I, you know, put on the Oscars. And he's there, and he's, he's telling the joke, and I see him tell the joke, and then I see Will laughing. Yeah. Right? And yep. then the next thing I know, Will Will is, is coming up, and he slaps him, and then my first reaction was, oh, this is fake. Yeah. Which would have been like, hilarious. Right. It would have been fucking right. hilarious. It been great. I thought it was fake, and then they, like, froze it. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it was like a frozen screen. And then I was like, and then I look at my wife, and my wife looks at me, and we're just kind of figured like, was that real? Yeah. Like, what just happened there? And so I actually like I rewind it, and I was like trying to figure out if this is real, and I'm like slow motioning it. <laughs> and so I was like, duh, the only way that you can find out if anything's real is go to Twitter, right? Very so true. So I go to Twitter. Very true. I go to Twitter, Twitter and I was is like, God. oh shit, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> oh shit, this 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 really happened. Yeah, and then and then at that point they try. I I don't know what they were trying to do. They're trying to cut in and out, but you just they they pan over to Will, and you can't hear him, but you can obviously read his lips, and he's saying, "Keep my wife's yeah. name out your fucking mouth." It was crazy. All hell broke loose. All hell broke loose all week. Yeah, because of this situation. Yeah, I mean. So my question to you, Chris. My question, real quick, mm-hmm. to you: Are you Team Will? Or are you Team Chris? Nah, man, I'm 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 gonna stick with my brother has the same name. Like I, I don't know how you could be with Will Smith. Like after watching oh, this, I'm show. gonna tell you why. It, I'm gonna tell you. So I, I'll say this: it felt wrong. I loved mm-hmm. uh, the angle that they had of Will Smith with uh, Lupita and Yongo behind him because her whole reaction was my whole reaction. I think most of us, like we were like, ah, oh, wait, what, what? Oh shit! Like Will Smith is losing it right now. And that shit was incredible to me. Like, I was like, that's a very human moment right there. Like, that's going to go down in history. <laughs> that woman's reaction, it was perfect. It was perfect human emotion. Um, I'm Chris Rock. Like, you can't go and slap a man in the middle of a thing, regardless of the joke. Like, if you would have jumped in at the after party, it would have been acceptable. Because it would have been like, okay, like, you got him, right? Like, that's some mob stuff that you went after later. Right. And, like, showed him his lesson. But... I don't know how you're. I, I can understand maybe you're sympathetic to Will Smith, but I, you can't defend him, and I can't defend it. I, I want to hear this defense, please. Okay, okay, okay. Please listen, listen. please counselor. I, I'm gonna say a couple of things. Right. <laughs> I, un- I understand. Oh, you, you're the in point full of, lawyer mode. I see that. Okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I understand the point of him just telling a joke. Okay. And and like he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. So like that's what he does. Take a joke. Yes. That's what he does. I understand. I even understand like you should never put your hands on somebody. Yeah, of right? course. Even of that. Like we we teach our kids this. Yes. What about the children? Up, like, what about yes, the children? What, how do you explain this to the children? Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. Right? They're just words. But whenever you tell a joke, especially at a particular someone. Yeah, of course. You yeah. never know what they're going through. Of course. Yes. yes. You never know what is in their head, uh-huh. what's going on in their life, what's going on in their family. Yeah. You just don't know. 
right? Mm-hmm. And if you've been kind of keeping track of Will, like he's been on the verge of breaking for quite some time now. Yeah, yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. and I think I think what happened to Will is what happened to all those married folks, right? Okay. That's why I feel okay. exactly what Will's gone through, okay. right? And the fact that the man told a joke. Mm-hmm. He laughed. He thought it was funny. He scanned over and saw that his wife didn't think it was funny. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then her, and then stop right there because that, like, that's it. Like, that's, you go handle that shit in a different way. You don't go and slap this dude. But go ahead, counselor. Okay. Okay. Listen, (laughs) I'm just going to say, from my perspective, I have been there and I've been in the living room (laughs) where my daughter has cracked the joke on my wife. Okay. Okay. And I have laughed at the joke because it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But then I look over to my wife and say, I was like, uh-oh. At this point, is it still funny? Because if it's still funny, then I'm in trouble. Okay. If it's not, then I'm like, oh, oh, it's not funny? Okay. Don't disrespect your mom like that. Go to your room. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> okay. Right? Okay. Even though I thought it was funny. Right? Mm-hmm. That has happened. So what happened to Will is he scanned over. He saw Jada. Oh, this ain't funny. And then he was like, boom, I'm going to go slap this man. Okay. He should have not slapped this man. No, of course okay? not. But, but going back to Will. Thank you for at Will, least saying that part. <laughs> yeah. Will has viewed himself, and he said it in his book, mm-hmm. he's, he's viewed himself as a coward his whole life. He said he feels a, he's viewed himself as a coward uh, since his, his dad was, was okay. uh, physical and emotional yeah. against, his, uh, against his mom, and gotcha. he never stood up for his mom. Right. Yes. Uh, the stuff that's gone on with uh, Jada and the entanglement stuff, like he, that was huh. definitely on his mind, I believe. And also the fact that Jada, the Jada and Tupac thing, I think bothers him more than most people realize. All right. right? This is the thing, though. Right. Like with Will Smith and going through this, like unless Chris Rock looks like his dad, bro, you can't be slapping people with like like dead energy in that shit right like if if that's like the thing that's like triggering you like you still can't go and slap people because all right so this is my big question about the situation right if this is like mm-hmm. jason momoa if this is the rock if this is someone that is physically bigger than will smith does he go up there and slap this man no it, no so thank you okay so like Bro, like you basically just try to pass that on to like Chris Rock, right? Like you punked Chris Rock, basically. Yeah, that's, he got that's the to that line. moment. You can't do and that, that. But that's what I'm saying. He has always considered himself a coward, right? And I believe that there have probably been arguments between Jada and I'm Will sure. about him being a coward. I'm sure. Right? So he got this moment. It's like, Chris Rock, I can punk Chris Rock. Yeah. And so he got all this energy and he's hyped up and he has all this emotion on this day because he's about to be... The best actor in the world on this day. And it just came. Everybody has a breaking point And that, it just, everything came over. Nah, I got, I got no, no compassion for that. Because in this sense, you are in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Not that that buys mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Or fixes problems. Because we know that that's, a, so that's not my point. My point is, you have been in this position to be ready to deal with those moments and have all the resources available to you to be that way. And granted, we never know what's going to be the thing. But bro, when you are nominated for a best actor as a black man in America in 2022, and you getting fucking dressed up like crazy, like bro, honestly, 
there better be something in his system for him to have acted like that. Because if that was just him snapping, like, yeah, you, you there's too many things on in that moment that you need to know to chill in that moment. And look, and if you're not okay, you shouldn't be there. Okay, but sometimes you forget the environment that you're in. The emotion can can over, and you forget <laughs> okay where you're at. Come on, right? Bro. You're just I am mad. This dude just disrespected my wife. My wife is upset. We, we also don't know like how she feels about this, right? Okay, like you don't know the conversations that have been had in that household. Okay, the the tears that have been held in that household about this alopecia, which is crazy. All right. Uh, true story. Last year, I had alopecia. Okay. I got a bald spot in the back of my head. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Right? It is embarrassing. I wore a hat and a hood. Yeah. All the time. Because you don't want to. So, I, didn't, I definitely didn't have it as bad as she did. Because yeah. it, it eventually went away. So, it, it's a mental thing, right? Of course. So, I'll, you don't know. Like I said before, you just don't know what people are going through when you tell that joke. You can tell jokes. Yes. And the fact that, that comedians are like, I'm a comedian. And this is what I do, and I can tell a joke. Okay, yes, you are. You can tell a joke, but words have act. Words have meaning, I hear, right? I hear that. You don't know what these people are going through, okay. so tell your joke, and just be like, if there's a good possibility, if you tell a joke on me, I may go up there and slap the shit out of you. Yes. One reaction, especially if you're telling a joke on my wife. But one reaction doesn't lead. One, one action doesn't always lead to a certain reaction that is, like, fair, right? And I agree that Chris Rock should not have told that joke. The, for, so, first off. So, if it's, like, he initiated it, I get that. And yet, you, you can't be in a position to act that way when there's so much... This is the thing. There's so much symbolism in that moment, Right? of him winning best mm-hmm. actor, of him being there. You know, they're seated, they're seated at the very front of the room, right? So, uh, like, this brother is almost like, like, yo, he, like you're this right there, right? But also, yeah. like, yo, Chris Rock, like, I would imagine is cracking that joke because he thinks we're cool like that. Mm-hmm. So unless there's something where they're like, yo, dude, we're not cool like that, then maybe that's different. But also, you can't slap the dude in the face. Honestly, like we're talking about Clarence Simons recusing himself. Will Smith should have recused himself that moment because now this is like a stain on like so many legacies. Right. And this is going to be yeah, talked absolutely. about absolutely. over a lot of more important details in acting and movies and in like black America, who else also might be recusing themselves this year is the Los Angeles Lakers from the NBA playoffs. I want to bring that up, <laughs> but we'll get back to them later. And I want to get to the Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns, Memphis, Golden State, I don't know what your pick is in, in these like groups as we like now we jump in full mode into sports. Is let's do it. These these two teams are pretty damn impressive. John Moran is taking a crazy leap. You know these guys got Booker. They're bringing back the whole gang, and then Golden State is trying to come back to life with like new guys. For you, who who do you feel is like the team that you see coming out of the West? I think there's only two teams. I think there's only two teams in the West. The West is not the East, right? Mm-hmm. But the West, there's only two teams. And it's for some reason, I just feel like national-wise, the team is being disrespected is the freaking Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I can see that. The Phoenix Suns are 61-14. Yeah. yeah. Okay? That shit is crazy. 61-14, yep. the number two uh, 
team in the West is 53 and 23. That's yep. Memphis. And the number one team in the East is 48 and 20. 20. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns have been this yep. way all year yep. from the beginning till now. Yep. Right? The fact that Devin Booker is not being even considered as an MVP is a disgrace. Yeah, but that's tough with right? Chris Paul. We know CP3 that. CP3's been hurt, right? I thought they were going to take a step down when CP3 got hurt. That didn't happen. I mean, they're they pretty just keep rolling team. along. Yeah. They keep rolling along. Nobody's talking. I think, honestly, I think it's going to be an easy path for them to the finals. I don't see. I'm looking at, at the playoff okay. picture right now. Uh, they will probably get the Clippers. They'll probably get the Clippers, if not the San Antonio Spurs. Very right. true. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. Not, we're getting into the Spurs. Oh, it's right now. Like, ah. But um, but the yeah. the Clippers they got Paul back last <laughs> night. Yeah. Oh, uh, but the they'll play the Clippers. Yeah. And then the, probably Utah. Yeah, and, and it's just too easy for them to get to the point. The other team, though, the other team, real quick that I got, yeah. that I feel not getting any respect at all, is also the number two seed, Memphis. Yeah, yeah. You talk, you talk a little bit about John Morant. Yep. John Morant has been hurt. Yep. And again, that's another. I thought John Morant being hurt, they're gonna fall back. They are eighteen and two. Yeah, man. Without John Morant. Yeah. And honestly, I can see you here right now. I don't know anybody else on that team. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know anybody else. Jaron Jackson Jr.? But they are legit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dylan Brooks? There's a real short dude. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. That's a dude. Real short dude. But they scrappy, man. He's he's like their Marcus Smart, right? Um, I I think the only team that can really present a problem, and they're, they're my pick out of the West, is Golden State. Because Golden State just has too much leadership and experience, right? Like, they've been there. These dudes, like, Curry's still lighting it up. He's dropping back even further now. You know, and they've got like kind of a balanced scoring. Like uh, Wiggins and Poole both average above seventeen. Clay is averaging over eighteen. Curry's got over twenty-five. Chris, and then you're we- thinking about the the Warriors of two to three years ago. That's no. what you're thinking in your mind. Bro. No, you're not seeing these Warriors. Kaminga, play. Poole. Um, Kaminga, you just pulling names out of your butt. No, no, no. Watch Kaminga. Kaminga. Kaminga's amazing, man. That dude. Get that dude's got a. Oh, all right. We'll see. Uh, but Golden yeah. State is that that move. And then you have all these other teams that, like, are following, which the only team for me, I think, is, like, the Nuggets, right? They like the way that I feel like they deserve respect. Yeah, it's crazy. Jokic. It's crazy that the the Nuggets are, are the sixth seed. Jokic looks like he's about to get his second MVP. Which I personally think Another. should be John Morant. I think John Morant should be the MVP. But No, you're crazy. You're, Giannis is coming for that crown. Yeah, that's true. But, who, I mean, there's – go ahead. Who, who do you got in the East? Because I feel like they're the more East interesting is, than the West, uh, but they're just not as good. Yeah, man. The East is so tight. There's yep. one game separating one through four. Yep. Right. Um, man, I I think I think I really like what Boston is doing right now. Gotcha. I really like what Boston is doing right now. Uh, Tatum is trying to creep up in his MVP. Like if 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 the season were were two months longer, yep. then I think he'd be at the top of that list. As I agree. far as MVP rate. He is balling out of his mind. Yudoka is coaching out of his mind, which is uh, hurts me because, you know, he was on the Spurs bench. Yep. Pop Pop is just just hanging along on the bench yep. as all these up and coming coaches are leaving us and we're that's another story. Yeah. 
anyway, I, Boston, Boston to me, the Boston, team is going to come out of the East. I like the way you Boston. say it too. Boston, I, you got to say it any other way. I usually don't try to root for like defending champs, but in this mm-hmm. case, I think the Bucks are going to outlast everybody in the East. I feel yeah. like the Sixers are going to flop, and Giannis is just I, after those last finals, man. I, I think I said this to you before that I didn't see like a fifty-point game in him in those moments. Like I, I just didn't uh-huh. know if he had that in him. And now I'm like, yo, this guy, he can turn it up when he needs to. And, you know, last night they just beat the Bucks by two and beat at 29. Harden had 32, but Giannis at 40. <laughs> and right. and he's his, like, efficiency is just so crazy. But to me, the Bucks are the team to come out of the East. And uh, Do you think these teams at the top are, are trying to tank a little bit because they don't want to play Brooklyn in the first? That, you know, that's really interesting because I think that if Kyrie's at full Kyrie, that dude, like, it was almost like his Duke season. Like, he only played, like, what, like 18 games or some shit like that, and now he's, yeah. like, going to be – And now he can play at home. Yep. I think, you know, I know that's something we've gone back and forth about. I don't know how you feel about the mandate. I don't know what your take was on it, how you felt about it, the fact I, that he couldn't play. I just want to say it is very convenient that the mandate is – as change as baseball season comes up, right? This this mandate has nothing to do with safety of anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mandate has nothing to do with the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving. This mandate has everything to do with the New York Yankees. Yeah. That's what this mandate being lifted is all about. Yeah. You know it and I know it. You being in New York, I yeah. know you know it. I, I feel like they're now at the point where they're comfortable enough with this virus as a reality that they're saying like, yeah, we got to let people do what they're going to do because they're going to, they need this shit because they're going out of their minds. They're they're about to pull some Will Smith shit. So let them go to fucking watch a game. Yeah. I mean, there's no (laughs) way New Yorkers like New Yorkers can deal with Kyrie Irving and Brooklyn Nets, right? There is no way in hell New Yorkers can deal with judge not playing at home. Yeah. I'll also say that right. the Bronx is one of those places that has like a lower rate of people being vaccinated and getting tested. Yep. So like you let all those unvaccinated people from the Bronx not see their Yankees, you have problems. The Bronx will burn. And so you got to let people do what they're going to do. And, and which ultimately I hate the Yankees. Um, and also I don't really like Kyrie Irving so much. You already know that, but <laughs> we can talk about that another day. I think the big story that we know that everybody in the NBA is going to cover no matter what, particularly because of LeBron, the Lakers Lakers are now on the outside looking in, in that, in that 11th spot. Who's at 10? Let them know who's at 10. Who's at 10 right now. Celebrating 10th place. Los Spurs. Baby. Ah. We are coming for you. Okay. I don't care. You can bring AD. You can bring LMNOP back. Okay. You can bring whoever back. The Spurs are coming. And it's, I think it's kind of crazy that we are celebrating a 10th. Yes. Yeah, how, how low <laughs> we have dropped. Uh, I'll take it, though. Are, I'll take it. We are like 12 games under yeah. 500. I like it. You know, we've we even plotted this out for the Spurs. Is The best case scenario is that they take out the Lakers. Right or or beat the Lakers into that spot, and then we still don't make the the fi- the eight, so that we can end up in yeah. the lottery. <laughs> like yes, that's exactly. those are our heights right they, now as a Spurs yes. fan. Dude, we we are are just we are just at 
Our championship is making sure the Lakers don't make the playoffs. Yes. That is it. Yeah. I'm here for it. That's it. And then lose. We don't want to be it. Like, we will get annihilated by Phoenix. Oh, yeah. It won't even be cute. Like, we will. So, just make sure the Lakers are not in because of us. (laughs) Yes. Right? I just want that because of us. Make sure they're not in. And then lose, all right? We'll lose yeah. to the Clippers or something. I don't want to lose to the Clippers either. That's like that's yeah, painful. no. We we got to get in there. Do Kawhi Leonard and like I think we're gonna end up right now. We play the Pelicans, but I think that either way, like if we can end up with like the tenth pick, maybe that'd be great. But somewhere, some yeah, sort of luck. I mean, we just need more people. I mean, we we need more get... people. It's the Jay Z line. Um, <laughs> so I think you know. In, in talking about basketball, and I, I want to change direction and, and ask, do it in the tone that, like, it deserves is we're going to talk about something that we've been talking about for weeks and, like, need to bring justice to this because there seems to be no justice is Deshaun Watson and the fact that this man with 23 allegations is making, is about to make guaranteed $10 million per allegation. And obviously not per <laughs> allegation, but you get what I'm saying. Holy yeah, shit, man! What the fuck is going on? Um, I I know th- it, it doesn't make you happy. Please don't go Will Smith on me. Um, mm-hmm. what, what what are your thoughts Listen, on that on that press Deshaun conference? Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson is trash. Okay, <laughs> he's just trash. Not the football player, but the man himself. Right. The Cleveland Browns yeah, are trash for this whole situation, and. I think as far as far as the press conference comes, if you came in uh, not believing Deshaun or believing Deshaun, <laughs> yeah. like you still have that same train of thought, yeah. right? What this press conference to me was all about was the Cleveland Browns and the organization. The fact that the owner wasn't there mm-hmm. that was says big. something. Yep, you're right. right. Symbolic. Anytime, anytime a franchise brings in a franchise-level quarterback – Mm-hmm. The owner is right there. Well, when you're going to give somebody $230 million of your money, bro, I'm going to be there. You ain't going to just take that right. shit from me. Right. The Cleveland Browns trash organization also is trash for the way they structured his contract. Yes. Yes. The, the dirtiest part of it gonna all. Get, yeah. Where he's only going to get $1 million this year, yep. supposedly. Mm-hmm. Right, as far as his base salary. So when he does get suspended, yep. it only costs him what fifty five to sixty thousand a game. Yep. The excuse that they had for that is, well, this is just how we structure contracts yep. and this is how we do it. because uh, we don't know what we're doing with Baker Mayfield. Yep. And so we may have to eat up some of that contract. Bull shit. Yeah. But how come it's not like that for more years? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we know what you were doing. The fact that they came out and said, "Oh, we couldn't talk to any of the accusers because of the uh, ramifications going of the cases, criminal yeah. cases." Right? What about the accusers that don't have a criminal case against him? Yep. There are plenty more out there. Yep. Did you talk to them? No. What you did, Cleveland. Is you talk to the people that say he's a nice person. Yep. You talk the to boxes. the people in his camp. Yeah. 
Oh, he's a great. You talk to people in his camp, his friends, his best friend. Oh, he's a nice person. He does this. He does this. He does. You did nothing. Yeah, man. To attempt to talk to these women. Yeah, I think that as an organization, it was very clear that they were trying to like almost like get ahead of it and be like, I mean, the GM's fucking disclaimer, part of my language, uh, at the beginning of this, right, was like five minutes long of him just being like, mm-hmm. we know that this is the problem, this is the problem, this is the problem. <laughs> and it's like, yo, dude, like, you should have just said nothing at all. And so <laughs> the way they just, like, did this, it set it up to be this, like, press conference of grilling this guy. Like, I've never seen a guy make that much money and look so fucking sad. Like, he's just, yeah. like, shook, right? Like, he's just like, do not mess this up. And that, to me, is just so, like, so ugly of, like, kind of where we're at in American sports, right? And yet, like, Colin Kaepernick is, like, still, teams still won't take a chance on this dude. And he's got to be better than Baker Mayfield at this point, right? No, like, doesn't he have to right. be more accurate than Baker Mayfield? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, I mean, who is yeah. it? Exactly. Thank you. So, you know, I don't know where you know, where they go from here and, like, how they decide this, but, like... I think they're just hoping that <laughs> it's just going to go away. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Once he goes out They'll there, there's a first it. touchdown, we're going to stop talking about yeah. it. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is that first episode. We, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Puro Pinche Primos, yes, are them. not going to stop talking about exactly. it. Exactly. All right? Exactly. Cleveland Browns, we will cover your games. <laughs> we will cover the touchdown throne, but but every time that we do that, we will bring up yep. an accusation. Two, three. We will bring up. Yes, we have plenty of them. There's plenty out there. Okay, we will bring up an accusation. Look, it's just to me, it's trash, and it's it's so hard. Like I, I get everybody else's perspective of, well. There, like, where's the line? Like, you have women beaters, you have yeah. child beaters, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have all of this on other teams, including this team. True, there's right, levels. So where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? And I'm gonna say that I probably draw the line at 23 freaking accusations. Yeah, that's already a pretty sexual misconduct. Line. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty. That's <laughs> like I probably drew the line at like three. I brought you the line like five ten was definitely like a line. Yes, like twenty three different accusations. If you guys w- just look up the detailed descriptions of these accusations, they're just disgusting. Okay. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? It's, it's some why, very loser why do you weird. have? Yeah. Why do you have so many different masseuses? Right. That was the question. All man. over the country. Why do you have forty plus masseuses, massage therapists? Yeah. And he's just like he said. And then he he, he he blamed it on Instagram. He was like, "I'm trying to get like said, I don't know." It was he said you meet people and you start you and it was like yo like clearly what you were doing were like who are massage therapists that I can go and they have to touch me because they think they're gonna do this job and then I'm gonna creep up in there and make this shit happen. Like yeah, this dude is like. And then I thought what was great. Sorry, was I'm jumping around? Is that they asked him about this, like, <laughs> this thing of, like, where he mentioned that he doesn't have a problem. They were asking him if he would go to counseling. And he was like, mm-hmm. well, I don't need to go to counseling because I don't have a problem, right? Which is a very good defense, right? Like, to not even fall into that trap of, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll go to counseling. But 
it also was like, well, you have some problems, dude. You got 23 allegations against you. So there's something right. going on, right? Right. The fact that he said that he has no regrets, yeah. they asked him, do you have any Jesus. regrets? And yeah. he was like, no, I don't have any regrets. Yeah. Why would I have any regrets? I don't know, Deshaun, because maybe 23 women <laughs> think that you sexually fucking abused them. Yes. I'm. Maybe that's a regret. Yes. Maybe a regret is not having 40-plus masseuses. Yes. Every other person that I've heard talk on this professional players they usually have one to two masseuses masseuses am i struggling with that word (laughs) masseuses masseuses right masseuses that know where where to hit what spot to hit they know their body really well they pay that masseuse very good money yes but you not you you decide you want to go venture out and get 50 different one and you Blame yeah. Instagram? I, I like love stupid. Yeah, I loved the question. I'm going to say this, though, right? I think you're absolutely right in that they're just hoping that it goes away. If they're right, which I think they might be, because people just love football. And people will not, like, people will look past tons of shit, especially abuse to women. We know that. <sighs> they're going to be a pretty damn good team, bro. Like, just on a football level, which I'm not in support of, obviously, but they're stacked. <laughs> like, they somehow this GM made, like, he did his job, and they're stacked. They've got him, and then he's got a backfield of two studs, right? He's got Chubb, he's got Kareem Hunt, and they got him Amari Cooper in the offseason for nearly nothing. On a right. football level, like, whoa, this would look scary if you didn't have, like, like a sexual assailant calling the plays and audibles and then a guy that kicks women in your hand that he's handing it off to so you know high class in cleveland i think i think there's still a good shot that and i don't know maybe there's hope that he gets suspended for a whole season i think there's still a good shot so if yeah so i i I don't think there i think there's going to be a lot of turmoil in that locker room yeah I think there's people in that locker room that are not okay with this. I think there are. Uh, is anybody though? Is there anybody in that locker room that's big enough or important enough to be able to voice that in a way that matters though? And like, yeah, the uh, what's his name? I I bring forward the, the DN. Their their best player, Miles Garrett. The guy. Hold Miles on, Garrett. Your your defense of this is a guy that takes helmets and smacks other guys over the head with them. Which is what far I'm worse saying, than Will Smith, I will say. Far worse <laughs> than Will Smith, bro. What I'm saying o- is, is the that if, if there is if there is anybody in that locker room that, can, that disagrees with it, that can can move the needle on this, yeah. would be him. You're right. Right. I don't think he's him. that dude. I don't think he's. That I don't dude. think so either. I don't think yeah. so either. I think he's happy. He's got like I don't know, but I think it's great. To me, I wish I would have been at that press conference because I would have asked the perfect question. To me, the perfect question to ask the general manager and the head coach was, hey, general manager, head coach, let me just ask you real quick. Would you feel comfortable if Deshaun Watson, that guy right there next to you, got a massage from either your daughter or your wife? I would say this. Would you? They were going to kick you out because that is the worst question I've ever heard of in a press conference. <laughs> that, Are you, I wouldn't know I get what answer. you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, you defend him? Like, you, yeah. you feel comfortable? Okay. We all know they don't. If, if your wife is a masseuse, we all know they him? don't. Come on, Louie. They, we all know they don't. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody want that dude near any woman that they know. Right? Like, yo, creep mode 
all the way. This dude is never going to dinners with people's wives. He's never double dating his teammates. Like, it's not going to happen. This guy is, like, in exile socially. Um, so, coming up is one of our favorite segments, okay? We, here at the Puro Pinche Primo podcast, have come up with the wheel of chingadera. Okay. okay. This wheel has a bunch of topics, sports, that we're just going to hit real quick. There's a lot of sports going on. We got to hit these topics real quick because we can't have a five-hour show. I don't have yes. enough memory for that. Okay. So we're going to hit the wheel of chingadera. I am going to spin the wheel. Whatever topic comes up is going to be asked. We're going to debate it real quick and then move on to the next one. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm ready for the wheel of chingadera. Here we go. <laughs> I love that name. It's got to be the best name on any podcast. The first topic is, speaking of what we just talked about, Cleveland Brown, Baker Mayfield. Yes. Yes. So I love talking about Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield is one of those athletes that you're constantly thinking like, I'm just waiting till this dude fucks up. And although I love those commercials that he's got, my thing about Baker Mayfield is I think they're great commercials. Yeah, they are really great. I'm actually going to miss those is I think the team that he should end up on, right. When we're talking about Baker Mayfield or where I think he's essentially like most likely going to end up on, unfortunately for them is the San Francisco 49ers because They have to make a decision about, like, what they're going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think they're going to take him. But I do think that the 49ers recognize that they have a good enough team that if Trey Lance gets hurt, not smart enough, or somehow is not figuring it out, that they have at least a solid guy that's a starter that can learn a book and get the ball to guys. Because when we think about teams – you do need a solid backup in this league for at least a couple of games, right? And we've learned that more so than anybody else with, like, a Nick Foles. Where do you think this dude is going to end up? Listen, this is the point of the episode that – and it, it came pretty early. Like, I didn't think it, it was going to be so uh, blatantly clear already by episode one. But this is the point that our audience realizes that I know more about sports than you do. And I didn't. I didn't try to come okay. out already. I didn't try to come out that okay. way. I didn't want. I wanted to try to, you know, keep so, it fair. I, so I see that you listen. want to make it personal, and like this listen. was a very fun and friendly family okay. thing. That's enough. But now you had your time to talk. Now it is time. You had your time to talk. Listen, right. and it You're was right. a horrible take. It was just horrible. Okay. He's huh? not going to go to the San Francisco 49ers okay. because they have two quarterbacks. We'll see. Nobody wants Jimmy Garoppolo, so they're not going to be able to trade him. They're not going to cut him. Jimmy Garoppolo is going back to the to the 49ers. Trey Lance and Garoppolo are going to fight for that position again one more year. You are close, though. You are in the right division. Okay. He is going to go to Seattle. That is his bet. That is literally the only place left that really needs a quarterback. It's Seattle. Okay. Okay. He's going to go there. He's going to have a chance with DK Metcalf. Look, I understand the hate on Baker Mayfield. I don't like him. He went to OU. Like, me being a Texas fan, I just, I never liked him, right? 
But yes. I'm not going to be disrespectful to the man as far as, like, he took a trash organization that is still a trash organization. He took him from the bottom and took him to the playoffs. Right? He did that. Are you sure he did that? Because Yes. He was part of that, right? They don't do that without him. They don't do that without him. They don't do that without Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They yeah, might with do Nick that without Chubb, him. No, no, no. But sorry, they don't do ahead. that without Baker Mayfield. They do it with all three of them, okay? Last year was a trash season for him. But, okay. like, he fought through a okay. torn labrum in his throwing arm. Okay, yes. He had a torn true. labrum, and he didn't miss a game. Yes. He did. More people, and it, it hurt him. He should have taken it off because he put trash video out there, trash tape out there. Okay. And he couldn't throw it, and he didn't make a lot of throws because of his torn labrum. I think this year is going to be his comeback year. I think he's going to – if he goes to the NFC, mm-hmm. he's a top He's a top five, top six quarterback in the NFC. Okay. So, Baker Mayfield, I believe he is disrespected. He has been trashed on by this trash organization who, <laughs> honestly, I believe yep. made him play hurt. Mm. Made him play hurt, and it cost him. I wouldn't doubt that. Maybe. All right. I got you. What's next on the wheel? Next on the wheel. Here we go. The wheel of Chingadero. All right. Baseball talk. We're not going to have a lot of that on, Mm -hmm. on our show. Okay, but we've got Albert Pujols. Signs one year with the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. What do you think about Albert Pujols? It was, I believe, two and a half million dollars for a year. It ain't much. Okay. Like, yeah, no, of course not. No, they're not going to ask much, I don't think, either. Okay. Um, what do you think about that signing and Albert Pujols, uh, you know, kind of just having a, a last goodbye year? I think that it's absolutely correct if this was like two or three years ago. But now this I mean, he's feels... like 68 years old right now. <laughs> no, what is he? What is he, like 42, 43? Yeah, he's 40, but he's still yoked. He's still yoked. Like no, he, he definitely doesn't miss a gym day. And he's he's Dominican, so he might actually be like 63, 64. Because those dudes yeah. lie yeah, on their birth certificates never, and they're way older. trust that. Yeah, absolutely. So he may be the oldest <laughs> like slugger jack dude like that that we've seen. But I think that it's overdue. They should have never let him go away. And I don't know if that was his decision or not. Well, it was the decision of, of the Angels breaking the bank to sign him over there for... 10 years yeah which i remember thinking this is a terrible contract for them but i do think that the you know i think the guy deserves it but yeah i'm okay with it but here's what i don't want here's what i don't want okay (laughs) pool holes i don't want him to go to every game and then every team has to come give him a present and thank you for everything you did for baseball isn't that why he's doing it like I, I, I don't. I hate. I, I hate that just in general. In sports, I, okay, that's interesting. In sports in general, like I don't like like just like it's just so repetitive. Can we? Can he have like 
Like, give him an all-star moment, right? Let him come to the all-star game no, and give him that moment then. You can't have right? him be an all-star just to be an yeah, all-star. Who guys, cares? Nah, man. Who guys, guys. Cares? there's some guys that only get to be an all-star once in their career. And if Albert Pujols, I can't even say his name. If Albert mm-hmm. Pujols takes that spot from a guy, that that's not right, man. You can't do that. I'd rather the gifts. Make it an honorary captain or something. Don't. Don't. Like, I can see that. Maybe let him be a manager or something. Yeah, Seriously, I don't. He should be like want, a third like, base coach. This this is his last time in Detroit. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. you go. Let's stop play and let's give him a golden cleat. Like, who cares? Exactly. Who cares? Who cares? I don't at this care. Point. And I'll speaking grow, of which, you have been great for baseball, but like, let's let's not do that. He, this is one thing that I will say about Albert Pujols before we move on. He might be. And I hope he is the only and maybe last true dude that got all of his home runs on no roids. No, he's definitely right. But he looks like he's doing the roids. Yes. Never mind. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? It's baseball. Moving on to the next subject. (laughs) I'm going to make sure that everybody knows that you said Albert Pujols is on roids. No, you will never be invited to the Dominican Republic. Okay, but you're the uh, you're also when that question is AIDS because he's Dominican. No, maybe yeah, you no, did question his age. But I am yeah. gonna say this: that if you were to say that about him, and you ever go to the Dominican Republic, the dude that tried to take out David Ortiz would come and try to find you too for talking shit about Pujols. <laughs> very true. <laughs> very true. All right, the next subject we got. Oh my goodness, Dallas Cowboy talk. Here we go. Oh, my God. Uh, Jerry Jones. Dallas Cowboy Chuck, and we're going to talk Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, look, look, I think nothing has happened better for Jerry Jones than the Deshaun Watson thing, right? Because if you look into all the controversy <laughs> yes. that right. Jerry Jones is going over, if it wasn't for Deshaun Watson, you like, are absolutely he, right. would, he would be leading the show. The you latest right. is his illegitimate child coming up Damn, to him. For, Why you got to say it like that? Well, I mean, what else is it? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it so, his Ill- illegitimate child decided, hey, I don't want to be Ill- illegitimate anymore. <laughs> I, want, I want you to be my daddy or That's, pay this much money. I want to hear, I really want to be there live in person when a child tells their parent, I do not want to be illegitimate anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that shit. <laughs> I definitely want to see that at some point in my life. Oh no, my you don't God. understand. You don't understand though the the fear that I have that one day somebody's going to come knock. Oh my God. Uh, we, we're going to skip this like... part and edit this part out. So next <laughs> we're going to move on. I don't know what's in that bottle. Stop drinking it. But we're, we're going to talk about this guy. So in case folks don't know, because they may be trying to bury it and he's probably got enough pool to try to bury it. If you haven't heard in your parts of the country is that he impregnated a woman in the nineties. She signed a non-disclosure agreement that basically said that she would really receive um, received a lump sum of money and would continue to receive payments over, I think, her lifetime or her daughter's lifetime, who she had from Jerry Jones, as long as she didn't come out publicly stating um, that she was tied to him in any way. And now the daughter is claiming that she never signed those. That was her mother. And that she has every right to come forward and to at least be just acknowledged as his daughter. And I will also say that 
she also uh, works as an aide. It's like basically trying to get it. So now, is this extortion, Louis? Like, this is a very interesting to me that this is like, wait, this is a very interesting case. Like, she's right. She never agreed to this mm -hmm. shit. And she's part mm -hmm. of it. She's a human being, right? But as the parent, does that parent supersede in the fact that she signed it on behalf of both of them at the time when the, this child was a child, right? Bro, you, you Now this woman's an adult. You just hit me with a bunch of law and order stuff that I wasn't prepared for. Dun, dun. Like I don't, I don't know any of all that, all those words that you just said. Here's what I will say: <laughs> is uh, first off, Jerry yeah. Jones. If you have a child out there, take care of the child. You have enough money for it. Just take care of the child. <laughs> take care of it, right? But he is. He said enough money. No, that, that's not taking care of the child. Anyways, that's not. That's not taking care. You're true. Okay. You're right. Two. You're right. You're right. Like the mother signed this for the child, right? She's not a child anymore. She's an adult. Yep. Yep. So now it's a whole new set of games. To me, it's a whole new set of rules. I don't know what the law says. I don't really care what it's all. I just say, Jerry Jones, quit being an asshole, okay? And just talk to this woman and raise this woman as your daughter and treat it like you would treat. No, don't treat it like you treat your other daughter. That's. That's crazy. That's another conversation we can have. But just step up to the plate. Yes, very crazy. Yeah. Handle your business, Jerry Jones. What are you doing? This guy's sloppy. He's super sloppy, and we've, we've seen that for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, moving on, moving on, moving on. Here we go. The next yes. topic on the wheel of chingadera. That, was a, that, that was a wheel, that wheel is hilarious. That was a big turn. Listen, it, that, it slowed down like on um, prices, right? right? It's like ding, ding, ding. All right, here we go. We have to talk about this being a sports show. The final four, men's and women's final four. Who do you like? Who do you think is going to win on the men's and women's side? So you you know this about me. I've always been as a kid like a Duke fan. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's. It's just such organized, like, it's like the game the way it's supposed to be played. And then as kids, we saw the Fab Five and we were like, oh, I'd rather play like right. that. Like, and I just want those shorts. Like, I've always wanted and, shorts. And UNLV, to too. Just like UNLV. That Don't forget that team. That's right. That's right. Larry Johnson, Stacey Young. Um, so for me at this point, I think that I'm kind of quietly rooting for Duke. It'd be a good, like, Mike Krzyzewski ending cinderella ending but i don't think that's gonna happen I think so? and i think that i think north carolina might take this but we shall see i don't i don't really know i feel like i'm i'm on the fence about like a lot of these teams and where the men's is but uh i think we can talk more about when we get to the women's i know that we're yeah, yeah. more excited about okay so as far as the men's but side goes where are you men's at side goes duke north carolina first off the storyline there is crazy it's good like they've never met it they never met in the tournament before first time that they meet in the tournament it's coach k's last last season it's the final four the last time that they played you know was supposed to be coach k's last home game and they did all this thing and they got whooped by north carolina whooped mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so Yep, I think exactly right. I think I am also like you. I kind of I like Duke when I was growing up. When we were growing up, 
uh, I like the Christian Leitner teams and the and the the Grant yep. Hill teams. Um, but I think I think Duke's going to win that game, but then lose to Villanova. I think Villanova has it. Uh, yeah. They they should be the favorite if they're not the favorite, but I think Villanova. I mean, the the best storyline, of course, you want. I would like Duke to win it all the way, but in reality, yeah. I think Villanova is the team to beat, and I don't think it, there's nobody in there that can they can beat Villanova right now. Going on to the women's side, okay. Let me start this out. Like, there is no way there is any team left that can beat mm-hmm. the South Carolina Gamecocks. There's no team out there. Okay. There's nobody left. South Carolina Gamecocks has been this way all season. There is nobody, nobody that can mess with them. Okay? They have the NCAA Player of the Year. They have the the NCAA Coach of the Year. They've just been dominant, bro. Dominant, dominant, dominant. Yeah. I don't care who comes out. South Carolina is going to be cutting down the net. Yeah, I think Coach Staley is going to be in the WNBA very soon. She'll be a coach uh, alongside um, and probably a rival um, to Becky Hammond in the WNBA at some point very soon. I, I think that I'm still, and I think this is just because of like college hierarchies, I see UConn the same way I see Duke. Like They're just they're too storied of a program. And honestly, my favorite person to watch right now, after Caitlin Clark got eliminated, uh, Iowa got right. eliminated, is Bukers. Like, Paige Bukers, watching her shoot, like, the confidence that she's got, it's out of this world. Like, I genuinely am so, like, captivated by watching her move on the floor. And, like, I feel like there's only a certain number of players that I feel that way about. And she's probably one of the very few uh women's basketball players that i've seen that i'm like oh yeah like her game i could watch that all yeah. thing. like her style yeah, yeah she's balling i'm gonna tell you though like i would love to see south carolina and yukon in the finals because the yep. page bukers versus uh Aaliyah boston from south carolina yeah that that would be a crazy crazy game and that would definitely to me would be more exciting than the, anything that the men's gonna put towards the final yeah i agree I think that, you know, in, in looking at these teams and these, uh, I think we're going to end up with really good, like, championship games. And that's like, really exciting on both ends for men's and women's basketball. And I think also just, like, I think about when we were kids, when you're a kid growing up or a teenager, and to see people that are not too far removed from your age at the next level playing like that is always really exciting. I, I actually remember us watching – Vince Carter and Anton Jameson practicing for North Carolina when they were in San Antonio and both of us just being like, Oh <laughs> shit. And watching them dunk and practice and stuff. Like we knew these guys were going into the league and we're going to be like big names in the league that, you know, for, for a teenager and, and young kids watching college players that, that it's incredibly exciting to see like the next generation. Yeah. Real quick, Okay. So that's all we got for the will of Chinga that out. Right. I do want to. Th- we yes. we totally forgot about a subject that we were supposed to talk, and we're 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 running a little bit short on time. But I mm-hmm. do want to get your opinion on the new NFL overtime rules. Okay. Yeah. So you were talking about them when we were about to like go on, and we were just kind of like quick takes, I, based on what you read to me, word for word. I think it's a terrible rule. 
like I think that this is really bad for the league. Um, I don't know. It feels almost like lazy. Like they were just like, all right, fuck it, let them play, right? And like it was like, nah, dude. Like they need you in the league to make these rules in the way that you made them because we cannot let these stars get hurt. And we know football players are already hurt when they're going into the playoffs. You cannot risk them playing for longer than sixty minutes and like getting injured in some way that ruins. I think you're forgetting who's the one that is approving of these rules, (laughs) and it's the NFL owners. The NFL Mm -hmm. owners are the ones approving of these rules. Okay, the reason for this for this change in overtime is because of the best game. And I, I think I don't think that I can use recency bias now that it's so kind of a couple months away, but that Kansas yeah. City Buffalo Bill game may have been the best football game that I've seen ever. Okay. And and uh, yeah. the fact that yeah. it went it's into overtime game. and the fact that uh you know, Buffalo didn't get another shot. And we just, because we just wanted to keep watching yeah. it, right? That's what we wanted. Like, oh, yeah. come on, let Buffalo have a chance. Of course, of course. Let, let, you yeah. know, that's what we wanted. And so that's that's the whole reason for this change. I think it's crap that the, these new rules are just for the postseason and not for, for the regular season. If you're going to change it, just change it. That's fine. Change it. I still think it's trash like yeah. you think it's trash. But if you're going to change it, change it for the whole season. Why are you just doing it for the yes. postseason? I don't get it. I don't understand it. My thing is that you have to also think, like, because we're looking at shootouts, right? We're talking about these two teams and the, the game that you brought up. But we, you got to play defense to win championships. And I, I liked what Mike Tomlin said about this was that he wasn't scared of sudden death. Like, it I thought the, that was the most gangster thing I've heard Mike in such Tomlin. a long time. What? Yeah, tell a Dude, boy. I yeah. don't fear sudden death. <laughs> and I was like, are we, are we talking? <laughs> And I heard that. I was like, are we still talking football? Or is he? Because I'm just kind of scared right now. Yeah. It was the most exactly. Mike Tomlin football coach quote ever. Yeah. Mike Tomlin in those shades is probably the most intimidating person that I could ever come across. Like when I see him, I'm like, oh, my God. He's too tough and too cool to mess with. I am not messing with Mike Tomlin. <laughs> like, let that dude live. He can do whatever he wants. I'm good. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so I don't know about those rules. I, I feel like those are uh, – this is why. You said that they can go up to four overtimes, which definitely sounds like a decision the owners made <laughs> because these are the same people that want they want the season to go to 18 games, right? And now we're at 17, and they're going to get to those 18 because they want that money. And, and this dude, Goodell, is paid by all of them in their best interest, and he's going to make those decisions to eventually get there to the 18 games and make that money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right, all right. I mean, I think we said in our, our piece on that. Now brings me to my favorite part, and it's our last segment of the episode, is our shout-out. Our Latino, Latina, Latinx shout-out. Yes. In this, in our podcast, we want to give, we are a Latino podcast, so we want to uh, bring out Latino players out, right, and bring them out mm-hmm. to the front for so, the Latina that I want to bring out and talk about is Reina Perez. Reina Perez is the starting point guard for North Carolina State. Okay? She straight balling. Yes. Tell them about straight it. Straight baller. Okay? I started, yes. I started noticing her when the tournament started. And I was like, oh, look at that Latina girl. And then I started researching her. And then the... The play that she made to get the team to the yeah. league 
was crazy. Yeah, against Notre Dame. He was. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was texting you, but I was like, Reina. Right? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was like, thank you for putting oh, me on man. to her. She Whoa. took that ball and won the game, and it was crazy. And then I know she lost his, they lost his last game, but the play that, that took him into uh, double overtime. Yeah. Okay. The pass that she made. Like I, it gets overshadowed by the shot. The shot was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that pass that she made to get there was absolutely fantastic. Right, Reina yeah. Perez, I am proud. You're my Latina sister. Yes, my Latina prima. We represent you. Represent us good, and and thank you, Reina Perez. Yeah, yo, watching her, I, I just want to say like. It was very clear she runs that team. Yeah, absolutely. And that was dope to see. That was dope to see. Um, on the other end, the guy that, that you also put me on, so you put me on to both of these people, but I had seen this guy play because we'd seen him against the Spurs, is Jose Alvarado. Borigua. Right? Yeah. And Jose Alvarado is like is from out here in Brooklyn, went to Christ the King High School in Queens, um, is now on the New Orleans Pelicans, rocks – the braids in the hood, I mean, in the, the headband. <laughs> and the dude's swag is, like, very, like, this dude is not scared of anything. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, he's very much like, oh, yeah, that dude is from definitely a city. And and <laughs> makes perfect sense that he's from Brooklyn and from New York City. Bro, when I first saw the, him, I was like, my, my, like, that dude, that dude's Boricua. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first time, yeah. oh, let me research, I'm going to make sure, but that dude pulled mm-hmm. me out of the way. Yep. He he is balling right now for them, getting extra minutes on the Pelicans um, and making the most of it. Signed a four-year, $6.5 million contract. And while in those – when we just look at straight numbers of, like, basketball players, NBA players, we get the context. And at the same time, I think about, like, this dude being from Brooklyn, a Latino man – like going to high school in Queens, um, ends up going to Georgia Tech, and then finally making it into this Pelicans like roster and, and getting these minutes. I can't imagine how incredible he must be feeling to sign a six and a half million dollar contract and knowing that he's gonna figure out how to take care of his family. With that. Absolutely, like, that yes, absolutely, like, yes. Like, so, congrats to Jose, Jose Alvarado. Appreciate you again, my primo. Thank you for representing us well in the sports game. The same with you, Reina Perez. We appreciate everything that you're doing for our community and our culture. Well, Chris, yeah, that uh, I believe that wraps up our first episode. I, I'm going to give one more Uh-oh. thing that that is going to become a fan favorite is the power of the, the week. Power of the you, week. That's all you. That's I all you. Please. The power of the week. Please let them know. The let them know. The power of the week. This this week, <laughs> the first ever tapa of the week has to go to A.B., Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was seen yes. in Miami. I saw him get out of his badass car. I saw <laughs> He's a badass he, it was a badass car. car yes. Right? There was a badass woman in the seat. Right? I believe He got that. out the car. There's this other dude, this bald-headed dude with glasses on <laughs> that walked up to him. And I was like, okay. And then I hear A.B. say, hey, man, I, I really like your music. A.B. took a picture with this dude and thought it was Pitbull. Okay. He <laughs> thought that dude was Pitbull. He saw him. He was like, Pitbull? What? Like, 
Oh my God. Definitely tapao of the week. And he's like, there's a lot of tapao moments that AB has, right? But just for this week, yes. and we'll probably have one next week on AB. But for this week, Antonio Brown, for thinking that some random dude with glasses was Pitbull, congratulations for being the first ever Puro Pinche Primos tapao of the week. It's only fitting that it's Antonio Brown. I can't think of anyone in sports more deserving than the title of Tapao of the Week. He might be Tapao of the Year. By the <laughs> we time will have started. awards. We will, we will have awards. Yes. We'll send them out to Avery if you win that around. Yes. Okay, now, Chris, I appreciate it. Thank you for everybody listening. Thank you, This man. is our first episode. Hoping to bring you a lot more episodes coming up in the near future. Right now, we're, we're shooting for once a week, every Friday. Hopefully, they'll drop. You can hear them. Subscribe to the podcast. Like the Please podcast. Do. We appreciate it. We'd like to give you as much content as possible. Peace. Peace.